The righty Simeon digs in. First pitch from Bradley. Marcus swings. That one is cranked to left field. A Rosarena back of the track. Turns. Looks out of here. How about that for one pitch? Marcus Simeon gets the Rangers on the board. A solo home run. And Texas takes a 1-0 lead on Marcus's 13th blast of the year. Five straight, four-and-a-half game lead over the Astros, and let's talk about it with host of the Brett Boone Podcast, an Odyssey original featuring the most notable names in baseball and all-around sports every week. And forget about that intro, the 2023 Celebrity Softball Game <laughs> MVP, Brett Boone, on with Sean and RJ. What a belt. Hey, guys. Well, very cool, isn't it? Look at that thing. Yeah, very WWE. I like it. Did you know? Be yeah. honest. Be honest. Did you know you were going to win this thing? Come on now. Before the game. Before the game. You you never know you're going to win it. Um, I, it was the last thing on my mind was winning that. I got to the I got to the park. I pull out on the field. They put a mic in my face. And I said, "What do you think, Brett? Are you excited about this?" I said, "It sounded like a great idea two months ago, and I don't know right now." <laughs> so that's how I was. Uh, how much practice? How many? How many swings did you take behind the scenes before you played? Uh, probably, probably five or six. Okay. Right, I, I knew I, I knew I was fine. I took five or six on the we we had a uh, we had a little BP session over at, at Lumen Park wow. or Lumen Field, the Seahawks, mm-hmm. and yeah, I had five or six, and I said, "No, this should be pretty easy." So did you, I, I knew it was going to be all right. Did you did you slip Jenny Finch a hundred dollar bill beforehand and just said, "Hey, this is <laughs> this is my spot. Groove it right here." Well, well, okay, my second bet. I come up there. Adam Jones is throwing overhand. I go, come on, Adam. <laughs> So, so I end up popping. I end up popping up and then uh, hit another homer. Now it was it was you know I went into it. I went into it with an attitude. Sometimes as an ex player, you know you do these things. You have appearances. You you go here. You shake hands and you think all right. It's just part of it's part of the process. And I went into that thinking okay, it's going to be fine. It's going to be softball. Wave to the crowd. You know I get to see get to see some fans that I used to play in front of. And I got into it, and I, and I thought, you know, how are the YouTubers going to be, the singer-songwriters? I can't expect much. They were really good. They were really good. And after the after the game, just walking around the city the next few days, a lot of fans came up. Yeah, they wanted to see the belt, but they said, you know, the, the, the players were better than I thought I was going to be. I was there for the – you know, they were there for the Futures game, and then you're there for the softball game. I didn't know what to expect, but it was really – it was. It was entertaining. Brett, I, uh, I I know some ex-players. I, I play in beer league softball with some. Well, uh, I know some like absolutely love it. They just love getting out there and playing. And others like they hate it because it's a no-win situation. The swing is so different. It's you you, you go out there, you you foul tip or pop up a, a beer league softball. It's just embarrassing. Do you play softball in your free time at all, or is that this something you don't do? No, 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 no. I would do it. When I was done playing baseball professionally, I have no desire, zero desire to play on a field with any competitiveness at all. Now, this is different. It's the all-star game. It's in different different stage, if you will. But, no, to get out on the weekend, I've been asked a lot. I just have absolutely zero desire. Talk about a no-win situation, me going out there, playing with guys that, you know, just got done working. Oh, Brett's here. You know, oh, yeah, I'm sure you're going to hit everything, this and that. No, it's not about that. Um, 
No, I, I just have no desire. <laughs> no desire at all. Your thoughts on the Rangers' 5-0 and start coming out of the break? Haven't changed since the break. You know, they're they're the uh, a month, month and a half into the season, I thought, wow, I, I thought the Rangers were going to be a little bit better, but they're a lot better. And um, they continue to go. And when they just say, oh, they're flattening it out a little bit, nope, they keep going. So I, I love this team. I just would like to – I'd like to see at the break. We're a couple weeks away, that trading deadline. I'd, I'd like to see them add add a pitcher. And, I, and I'm sure they're in the works and, they, and they're looking at it. But I, I think going forward, this this team is, you know, I got the third best record in base. Only Atlanta and Tampa Bay has a better red record than the Texas Rangers. And uh, I think the Houston Astros are going to still be there when it's all said and done. I, I, they're not going anywhere. And it's going to be Texas is going to have to hold them off. And that's I don't think that's going to be an easy task, but definitely a doable task. Uh, but I, I'd love to see these Rangers dip into that 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 market uh, right at the trading deadline. What pitchers do you love out there that could be available on the market? That's the problem. You know, it, it's you, you look at the, the Cubs might have a couple available, you know, a Stroman. They're not they're not going to make steel available. Uh, you look to the Mets. Probably is the most viable, and uh, look at a Scherzer or a, or a Verlander. Still, guys that are at the end, you know, they're first ballot Hall of Fame guys. Uh, they're making a ton of money. They're at the end, uh, breath of fresh air with the season. How, how the Mets have gone, you know, it'll be interesting to see uh, what they do and and how many takers they have for those players. Um. But I, I see that as a viable viable candidate over there. The Mets, you know, we're at a we're at a vital we're at a stage. And I was talking yesterday. You've got the people that that are going to the looks good, and and we're in the, they're in the good good seat right now going to the postseason. Then you got the group of teams that they're not going anywhere. It, the season's over. Then you've got those guys in the middle. What are you going to do? The bubble guys. So I think that's going to kind of those middle guys. We're going to find out here in the next 10, 12 days whether they're buyers or whether they're sellers because they might have some parts that the Texas Rangers could use. But right now they're in the mode of, no, we're going for this. So you got to get a little more time. But that that's just off the top of my head what, what the Rangers could see. And I also think an option for the Rangers is to bolster that bullpen. You know, there's some teams out there that have got some bullpen parts that, that – uh, and, and I hate to speak of them as parts, but but that's what they are. When it that's what we are when we're on the field. Yeah, we're we're you know, bolster uh, that bullpen. That might be something. But I think this Texas Rangers team got this much better, this quicker, and are in position to go for it. I think they really need to take advantage and really pull out all the stops. Brett Boone, join us here, one hundred five through the fan Odyssey Baseball Insider. Uh, you know, when when you're a player, you know, because the Rangers now have, you know, Roldis Chapman, uh, they still have Will Smith they could use. It's kind of, nothing's really set in stone as to who the closer is going to be night in and night out. You know, it was, it was Will Smith last night. Do you as a player have, the, do you prefer there to be one set guy back there or does it not really matter? Depends. This is a different day and age. The player is a different animal today um, than, than when I played. Oh, uh, we'll just break it down for my generation. Yes, my generation on the teams I was on with, with uh, you know, I had a few teams that there were some dominant closers, and they expected in the ninth inning it was going to be them. And if it wasn't, there was a problem. And it was almost like uh, teenage girl drama. Huh. Now, I'm not, I'm the farthest thing from a pitcher, but I would watch that. 
And yes, it was imperative that the closer was distinguished. He had to come in in the ninth inning, especially if there was, you know, a a uh, star quality closer on that ball club. Now, when you're young and everybody's fighting for a spot, you're you're fighting to prove to everybody that you're the closer. But once that's been established, you know, in the pecking order, in the hierarchy, uh, on a veteran ball club, yes, it's it's very important. Uh, from I think more from a mental standpoint than anything else, and I think when you you're alluding to to Chapman versus a Smith, they've both been big time closers. So what do you do? Well, that's something that's got to work out, and I think that's where the Texas Rangers have a huge advantage. You have somebody like a Bruce Bochy running the show over there that somehow can thread that needle that most other people just can't do and it's because there's something about him and, and it's just Bruce Bochy doing Bruce Bochy stuff because he can Bruce can get you to do anything you want you know you, you could be you could be in the worst slump of the world Bruce come over and give me that Bodie come here and, <laughs> and some, some, somehow he's got you you know he's just got a, that it factor that he's always had that's the reason he's him it's the reason he's him but they definitely have that in their favor uh going forward would you, if you were Texas, obviously they, they could use a pitcher. Some people think they could use uh, some help at the DH spot. Would you sell the farm for Otani if he was made available? Oh, man. that's I, I don't think Texas needs uh, – offense isn't their problem. <laughs> you know, you, oh, Texas, can you imagine Texas saying, oh, yeah, we just need to get some more uh, – more done out of the DH position. Then you look at their offensive numbers in their first, 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 first. I think that's the least of their problems. The Otani thing becomes a very interesting thing to me. And obviously he's the talk of baseball this year. What's he going to do? Artie Moreno put the club for sale. He took it off the market. I think he wanted to, to get Otani. He wants to sign Otani. Uh, the Rangers, in, in order to do something like that and sell the farm, like you said, they'd have to get some assurances that he had interest in long-term because this isn't going to just sneak up on these guys. It's not going to be, Oh, we were, we were hoping to spend 50 million, but it cost a hundred. No, we know that the price is North of $600 million. So if, if you're all right with that going in, I would have to have some assurances that hey, Otani's interested when it's all said and done, he wants to make his home here in Texas. So that'd be tough. It, that's going to be the tough uh, tough position for a lot of teams right at that deadline is if Otani is available, which I'm still up at the air, up in the air whether he is or he's not going to be. If if he's available, we do have to give up the entire farm. I got to have some assurances beyond this year that I've got at least a really good chance of re-signing him. So I, I think that's something internally that has to be worked out with the Rangers organization. Uh, not necessarily us. We're not going to know uh, uh, if we if the Texas Rangers have a chance to sign them. They'd have to kind of do some back backdoor, you know, talk to some some people that we're not going to talk to and, and have a pretty good feeling because to give up to give up a couple prospects to make a run that's one thing. Of course you do. If Otani was a normal person, a normal top 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 pitcher, let's say, oh, of course, if I'm the Texas Rangers right now, without a doubt, I give up some prospects. But what you're going to have to give up for him, probably there's probably a package that's never been given up before for a player at the trade deadline. That's going to be the new the new asking price. So you got to think long and hard about it because, uh, you know, you don't want to give up too much. You think he ultimately stays on the West Coast after this year? I I think so. And here's the reason why. 
when he came over from Japan, he could have gone pretty much wherever he wanted to go. Why did he go to Anaheim? Why did he go to the Angels? What was about Southern California, that show he wanted to go to? So I think the Angels are the favorite going in. Now, the argument is he came over here. He's blazed his trail. He's, he, he, he's established. It's Otani, Otani mania now. And that's great. So does that change things? Now I want to win. It could be. It could be that, that he woke up and said, no, now I want to win. I, I did what I, I had to do to get to the position where I'm in. Now I want to win. Could be. But there's a lot more factors. You know, there's the ballparks you play in. I know as a free agent right now, if I was a free agent and the money was all the same, I'm going to go to what places do I hit well and where, where am I successful I'm going to be here for the next 10 years. I don't want to go to a ballpark where I don't see the ball well, or if I'm in Joey's shoes, I don't like their mound. I'm not going there. That's already eliminated. So these are the little things that go into that decision that nobody's really talking about. You don't just go, this isn't going to be a go where I get the the most money because the money's all going to be there. It's going to be a ton of money at any of these choices. So it's, where do I want to raise my kids? Where do I want to be for the next 10 years? What gives me the best chance on an annual basis to go to the postseason and, and maybe get to a World Series and, and maybe win a World Series? So all these go into this, all these factor into his decision. And I just don't think he's as gone as everybody thinks from, from the Los Angeles Angels. It's like, no, he chose the Angels in the beginning. The Yankees wanted Shohei Otani seven years ago. It's just, for some reason, he chose the Angels. So I don't write them off as you're off the books. I think Artie's Artie Marino right now, he's thinking, I want to show Otani that I'm an organization that wants to win, and I want to win on an annual basis. So don't discount his experience so far in Anaheim. I, I, I wouldn't think he's had any bad experiences. I mean, this should be, in my opinion, his third MVP in a row uh, coming up. It's going to be two out of the last three years, I'm sure. You know, he doesn't look like he's having a bad time. I watched the game last night against the Yankees. It doesn't look like Joey's having a bad time, and he's disgruntled in up, up there about 10 minutes from the Newport Beach. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see when, when that comes to fruition. But maybe that was a too long-winded of an answer, but that's <laughs> that's just what I'm thinking on Joey right now. Fantastic as always. Keep that belt polished. Thank you, man. We'll catch up with you next time. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Brett Boone, host of the Brett Boone Podcast, Odyssey Original. Make sure to follow the Brett Boone Podcast on the Odyssey app or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. 